First week of September on a Friday. You know what that means. It is back. Our best bets. It's Football Friday and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. All right. Like I said, I'm coming to you live from Phoenix. Marco D'Angelo is in Las Vegas. And our good friend Trevor Maddich, I believe in Nashville, Tennessee, get ready to do his thing for ESPN College Football like he does doing the marathon on Saturday. Trev, what's going on, brother? PC, Marco, I am excited about getting going this season. Got to stay within distance of Marco and you that I can just see you guys up there in the distance, at least if I can see your dust. <laughs> so let me tell you something, Trev. Just in the last segment, Marco wants to just, like, call a halt to the show and wants to say, TC, I, I want three food bets with you. I want to do best uh, record overall NFL, best record against you college, oh, and best record combined overall. So let's have three food bets. And I said, sure, I'm on. How come you didn't offer that to Trevor, Marco? That's what I want to know. Well, he's not here for me to feed on a weekly basis like I had to do last year every time you got lucky. <laughs> I got lucky. Uh, no, I, I, no, the real reason is that if uh, if Marco wins and I have to buy him dinner, it's a normal dinner. If I win and he has to buy me dinner, it will cost him. He'll have to mortgage his house just for that one dinner. <laughs> this is true. That's how much food I eat. <laughs> All right, Trevor Maddich is with us. We're giving you our three best college plays, three best NFL plays. Trev, kick us off here on college football week number two. All right, college football week number two. I've got Texas State plus 13.5 at UTSA, Texas San Antonio. UTSA should win this game. They are, they've got an experienced quarterback. There's a lot of good things that are going on with that team. But Texas State is coming off a big win against Baylor. And a lot of people think it was just Baylor playing poorly, but I don't think that's the case. I actually think that it was about uh, Texas State and their new offense with head coach G.J. Kinney, who was the head coach at Incarnate Word last year and led the FCS in scoring at 52 points a game. And so he, he's got a wide-open offense, brought in a ton of transfers, just like Coach Prime did at Colorado, and on offense it seems to be working. I don't think that Texas State will win the game, but I think their offense is good enough that it will hold serve against UTSA. So I'm saying take Texas State and the points. Trevor, I gotta, I gotta add something real quick here. I mean, you mentioned Incarnate Word, who beat my alma mater, Sac State, last year in a game that was played in the 60s. And I was there firsthand to witness that. And what an offense. You're right. Incarnate Word had a heck of an offense. Yeah, it, it is wide open. And, and speaking of Incarnate Word, Washington State's quarterback lit the world on fire as a freshman at yes. Incarnate Word two years ago. Yes. Last year, transferred up to Washington State, threw for over 3,000 yards, 28 touchdowns in that Incarnate Word style air raid for the Cougars in Pullman. Or, uh, yeah, Pullman. And right now, this week, Washington State is getting six points versus Wisconsin at home. And I like Washington State. Last year, Wisconsin was ranked 19th in the country. Washington State transfer, traveled to Madison, Wisconsin, and beat Wisconsin on their home turf. Now Wisconsin is coming back. They'll be looking for some revenge to play Washington State on the Cougars' home turf, ranked 19th in the nation again. But I think, once again, Washington State will be able to hold serve on offense. Wisconsin is playing a, a version of the air raid offense as well. 
their running attack last week against Buffalo did really well, but the, the passing game was very clunky. It brought in Tanner Mordecai, transfer quarterback from SMU, and just the passing attack just didn't roll. Where Cameron Ward last week in Washington State against Colorado State, the passing attack was in full flower, man. It was just really great. And so I just think Washington State can hold serve. And Marco, you know how I love the, the home underdog. So I've got Washington State plus six versus Wisconsin. And then the third grain is, is what Marco, you know how much I, I love the, the road dogs, um, or excuse me, the road favorites, and I hate the home underdogs. So Boise State is hosting UCF. UCF is giving up three and a half points. I've got UCF and lay the points. The reason is the Boise State last week against Washington just got torched by the Washington passing attack. Just torched. And UCF doesn't have quite the talent and the ability, but they can do a lot of things that Washington can do. The UCF quarterback, John Rice Plumley, is not Michael Penix Jr. of the Huskies, but he is very good. And last week he put up tons of numbers, but he had three turnovers, two picks, and a lost fumble. I don't think that will happen to Rice Plumley two weeks in a row. I think UCF on defense has some disruptors up front, and I think that John Rice Plumley. That quarterback has enough of an edge over Kalen Green of Boise State that just that position alone leads me to want to lay the three and a half with UCF at Boise State. I like Trevor's plays. All right, Marco, what do you got on the college side? Uh, we're going to come out swinging right out of the gate, <laughs> me and Trevor. I'm opposite you on one play, and that is the Washington game. The Luke Fickle uh, error started last week. It was a ho-hum win. 38-17 to over Buffalo. After the game, Luke Fickle said about his team, the team was sloppy. They had a lot of things to clean up. Too many missed tackles. Wide receivers dropping balls and his quarterback throwing interceptions. I like a coach that makes his team accountable. And let's face it, new offensive scheme, new defensive scheme. You come in, it takes time. I think they will be much improved this week. He'll clean some things up. And you mentioned it, Washington State went into Madison last year and beat them. They're not going to forget that. I'm taking the Badgers, and I'm laying the points on the road. That's play number one. Play number two, Notre Dame at NC State. Yeah, we're all in love with Notre Dame because they're scoring points. They're knocking the snot out of people. But it was Navy who was horrible this year and Tennessee State. So what? People are looking at the NC State game where they only won by 10 over Connecticut. They were on the road. That was a Thursday night game uh, for Connecticut. They were looking past them. They were looking ahead to this Notre Dame game. And if you're the NC State coach, are you going to unload the playbook against Connecticut? No, you're saving it for Notre Dame. I've got Notre Dame. Excuse me. I'm going against Notre Dame with NC State plus the 7.5. In the last one, this is the game that everybody's been talking about all week. You talk to any book here in town, they're getting all one-sided action from the public, but the sharp money's going on the other side, and I'm there. I've been on this one since Monday. I like Nebraska over Coach Prime and Colorado. Everybody's overreacting to one week. Nebraska 
did what they do best. They shot themselves in the foot and found a way to lose the game last week. Uh, new coach, same result. But I saw enough of Nebraska last week that I saw them clean up some things. The defense played well last week, and that's going to be the difference in this game. TCU had no answer for Colorado. Nebraska will be prepared. I like a team. You give me the better defense, getting points. This is an overreaction. This line in the summer was Nebraska minus seven. From one game, we're going to move this line 10 points? No, I'm not. Give me Nebraska plus the points. They pull the mild upset. Trevor, see, you like that? This is this is what handicappers do. It's like, I'm going to go with the team what they do best. They shoot themselves in the foot. I'm going to back that team. What are you talking about? Backing a Nebraska team? Have you watched this team? They're horrendous. They're terrible. They, they have, Trevor, they have not, not gotten any better for, from last year, correct? Yeah, they've gotten a lot better from last year. <laughs> they're tackling better. They're better in the trenches. And they had that game won until they did what Marco said they do. <laughs> Two late turnovers is what led to Nebraska losing that game. Although I, I wanted to make this one of my picks. I wanted to go with Nebraska, but I couldn't do it, Marco. And the reason is that even with the, the fact that I believe Nebraska will win in the trenches, I don't think Nebraska has the team speed to handle some of the guys on the perimeter on the Colorado offense. And I think that Shador Sanders is a massive quarterback advantage for Colorado over Jeff Sims of Nebraska, should he even start. So I just, but I didn't want to pull the trigger on Nebraska much like they do on their own foot because I was worried about that Colorado quarterback and the speed on the edge. So you've got this one on your own. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to go with this one. We're going to start here with Cincinnati against Pitt. I think this is going to be actually a bounce-back season for the Cincinnati Bearcats. They got Emory Jones as their quarterback, and, and Jones last week was 19 for 23, 345 yards and five touchdowns. Now, granted, they were playing Eastern Kentucky, but they scored 66 points, and I don't care. You know, these teams that are putting up that kind of numbers, I don't care who the opponent is, but when I look at these these quarterbacks, the accuracy, when you're only missing on four passes and you have over 300 yards, I mean, that means your timing is there. Uh, there's some good chemistry there. And I think Cincinnati getting seven at Pitt uh, is is a great spot. So I'm going to get on the, the Bearcats in this one. And Cincinnati also has a nasty D as well, too. And, again, this team kind of, uh, you know, fell below the radar a little bit. Uh, I know they had a concentrated effort, you know, you know, during camp to say, "Hey, we got to get that nastiness back." And I think they're going to show up against Pittsburgh, and especially getting a, a, a touchdown. And Cincinnati has some very good skill position players, so give me the Bearcats plus seven against the Pitt Panthers. Oregon is taking on Texas Tech. Bo Nix has actually been on this big stage for quite some time. His time in Auburn, where he didn't have a whole bunch of success, but now he's heading to his second year at Oregon, and I like Bo Nix. 23 for 27 last week, again, against a lesser opponent. But Oregon scored 81. They scored 81 points last week. And they're facing a Texas Tech team that lost in double overtime to Wyoming. And I bring that up because that's a long football game to start your opener, okay? And granted, I get it. You know, you get, you know, five, six days off. But still, I do not like this matchup. Oregon has way too much team speed. And I think this is going to be a big season for the Oregon Ducks. Remember, there is still no D in Lubbock, Texas. Oregon is better on both sides of the ball. 
I will lay a small price with the Oregon Ducks lane six at Texas Tech. And then, yes, all three of us are on this game. Washington State and Wisconsin. Oh, who am I going with here? Well, I'm joining you, Trevor Maddich, because Wisconsin is a mess. As I like to call it, they have got the hot mess express going right now. The past three years, and they cannot find a quarterback. All right? Look where they've been, okay? I got horny brooked game after game going back three years ago. Then I got Graham Mertz after that. And now what? You get, um, you're going to get mordecai all right, you're getting horny brooked, you're getting merched, and you're getting Mordecai. And Mordecai, no thank you from SMU. And the big change of, of, of philosophy with offensive uh, uh, mindset and playbook here from SMU to Wisconsin. And Washington State has no conference, but guess what? They've got an offense and they got a quarterback. Cam Ward, 37 for 49 for 451 yards last week, three touchdowns. All right. Yes, they beat Wisconsin. I'm not buying into any revenge factor because Wisconsin doesn't buy into that. This team is just a mess. And now they're going to have to go to the Palouse, and we're getting six points in this game. Washington, rather, Wisconsin traditionally struggles against wide-open spread offenses, and Washington State has a much better attack even this year than they had last year. So give me the Washington State Cougars at home, plus six, probably win the game outright against the Wisconsin Badgers. To the NFL we go. Trevor Maddich, hit us. Well, Marco, you know how I love those home underdogs. So give me Cleveland plus two at home against Cincinnati. Now, this is really a play, first of all, in the trenches because I think the Cleveland defensive line is much better than the Cincinnati offensive line. And when you figure that Cincinnati uh, has had their starting quarterback, Joe Burrow, miss most of camp because of an injury, I don't know that Cincinnati will have that kind of chemistry coming into this game, especially when you consider, for those who like trends, that Cincinnati has lost five straight at Cleveland. So I think they're going to lose six straight at Cleveland. I think, I'll take the two points, but I think the Browns win outright. And I really think it's going to be because they're going to be ahead from a chemistry standpoint and because I think their defensive line is going to take over. Now, Marco, you know how I love the home favorites. So the Washington Commanders are at home giving seven to the Cardinals. Normally, I would not lay seven points with the Commanders if they were playing anybody, like Maryland. If they were playing Rutgers, I wouldn't be laying seven points. But in this case, I will. And the reason is, what a hot mess. You're talking about the hot mess express, TC. The Cardinals are a hot mess. I mean, just an ugly, nasty, awful hot mess. Their starting quarterback, Kyler Murray, is still recovering from a, an ACL injury, a knee injury. They just cut their backup quarterback, who started all the preseason games for him, Colt McCoy. That leaves them with Joshua Dobbs, who is a journeyman who is nobody's solution at quarterback. I love him, but he just hasn't proven he's anybody's solution. Or fifth-round rookie Clayton Toon out of Houston. So one of, two guys, one of those two guys is going to start a quarterback for the Cardinals at Washington. Washington has one of the most disruptive defensive lines in the entire NFL, led by a couple of all pros at tackle in Deron Payne and John Alexander. And they got a bunch of other guys that can play on that side of the ball. And so for the Cardinals to push... You know, or for, let's put it this way, for Washington to push, 
I think they'll just have to score one touchdown and keep the Cardinals' defense and special teams from scoring because I just don't know how the Cardinals' offense is going to be able to score. So give me the Commanders laying seven at home against the Cardinals. Then uh, the Philadelphia Eagles are traveling to New England to play the Patriots. Philly is laying four points, and I say take the Eagles and lay the points. And once again, this is a play for defensive line of the Eagles versus offensive line of New England. The New England offensive line, all training camp has had issues with illness, with injury. They have not had their regular starting five play together yet this camp. They're just a hot mess on that offensive line. And behind them at quarterback, Mac Jones, his QBR when he's under pressure last season is 4.5. A hundred is perfect. 50 is average. Jones was four. Point five when pressured. So I think the Eagles, even though they lost some guys, you know, off of last year's team, I think that the Eagles front is still going to get after Jones and it's going to be a long day. And I take the Eagles and lay the four. And that's three, right? You got it. Yeah, that's it. Marco, what do you got? Retort. All right. We're going to start right off the bat. I agree with one of your plays, and I disagree with one of them. I'll go quick on the one that we agree on. That's Cleveland. I'm taking Cleveland plus two. Division home dog on opening week. Division dogs opening week, period, road or home. Division dogs 64-44 and against the spread. Uh, So that's a stat that I'm not going to step in front of. Plus the fact Deshaun Watson last year was just a a mess. He wasn't able to go to camp and uh, didn't get to play till late in the season. Didn't get any, you know, that chemistry going with the team. Now he's gone through a full training camp. This is why they paid him all the money. He needs to deliver. It starts on Sunday with Cleveland. The one we disagree on. And Trevor, the reason... History repeats itself is because nobody listened the first time. And I'm going to give you a stat, and that's it on this game. The Super Bowl loser since 1990, if they are on the road in week one, if you bet against them, you would have gone 15-2 and against the spread. I'm not stepping in front of that. I'm going to take Bill Belichick. He has given the endorsement to Mac Jones for the quarterback job. We've got Bill O'Brien there. We're going to have an offense that's going to have more wrinkles in it this year. It was a very bad offense last year with the offensive coordinator, Matt Patricia, gone. Take New England plus the points, and don't be surprised if they went out right. And the last one... This is the Green Bay Packers. Everybody is writing them off because there's no Aaron Rodgers. Let's give Jordan Love a shot here. The Green Bay Packers have owned Chicago. Now, Aaron says he owns them, but we'll see this week. I'm not sold on Justin Fields. It's a pick-the-winner situation. I'm going to go with Green Bay. I think they're going to be better than people think, and nobody knows what to think on Jordan Love because we haven't seen a game plan for a season designed for him, and they don't know what's coming. Take Green Bay. All right, guys, my NFL theme here is garbage. You know I don't like garbage. So 
I'm going against garbage this week. All right? I'm going against the Houston Texans. I know it's a big line. It's 9.5 for Baltimore. C.J. Stroud's getting his first NFL start against a tough Baltimore defense. You got a new quarterback. You got a new offensive coordinator, a new defensive coordinator, a new head coach over there in Houston. Baltimore has new coordinators as well. However, you know, they still got John Harbaugh there. And their new defense coordinator, Mike McDonald, was actually the Michigan defensive coordinator. And guess what he did? He coached against C.J. Stroud, and Michigan beat Ohio State when he was there. So I think he's going to have a clue on, on, on how to shut down Stroud. Lamar Jackson looks good, looks healthy. Odell Beckham Jr., a lot of people are anxious to see him. Laying nine and a half, I'm not crazy about, but I think this is a situation that warrants it. Houston, just so new and tons of quarterback uh, problems there as well, too. I will go ahead and lay it with Baltimore. And I agree wholeheartedly with Trevor. I'm going to do the same thing with Washington. Lay the seven against Arizona. Go against more garbage. All right, Arizona's downright awful. The Washington quarterback situation is still in question a little bit, but the running game is not. You got Antonio Gibson. You got Brian Robinson. That's good enough for me. And then you got Ron Rivera against an Arizona team that is a mess. No question about it. I'll lay the seven with Washington. And then we go to Monday night. I'm not buying all of the hype. I don't care. Been watching hard knocks or not. I'm going against the New York Jets and taking Buffalo and lay the two and a half. Yes, the Jets are definitely the flavor of the month, but still they have holes on the offensive line. They remember. This is a team that did not score a touchdown in their final three games last year. Granted, you have Aaron Rodgers, but everyone else is still there. All right? Remember, the offensive line is still a work in progress. It'll just be a matter of time before Rodgers starts calling out and yelling at his receivers like he's done in Green Bay, like uh, we've seen him do in training camp here. And the running back situation is in flux. Believe it or not, I mean, you got two good running backs, but they haven't been in camp. Brees Hall's coming off the, the knee surgery. And then, you know, Dalvin Cook hasn't been around. He's been there, but really no reps because he's expecting a, a child here. So I don't look for the Jets to be able to run the ball, you know, at least immediately uh, in this season. Then you got Josh Allen. You got Stephon Diggs. You got the Buffalo D. I think that's going to be the difference. Give me Buffalo. Go, go Buffalo and lay the two and a half on Monday Night Football. If you miss any part of this show, you know where to go, tcmartinshow.com, and go to the Best Bets page. We have our own designated page there where you can get all of our picks. Marcos, Trevor's, Scott Spritzer's, our official professional handicappers. You'll be then turned in myself all up there at tcmartinshow.com.